That's my cue. That's my cue. Coming up in five minutes from right now, we'll talk with John Cox, the play-by-play announcer, longtime radio voice of Southern Miss Sports. And he's been doing football for a long time. He'll be on the radio this Thursday night, live from Hattiesburg, as Southern Miss will host South Alabama. It'll be the first Division One versus Division One college football game uh, in the country since COVID. I say Division One, you know, FBS versus FBS. Now, having said that, I did watch, and I wonder if you did too, with great interest, <laughs> the Austin P versus Central Arkansas ball game on Saturday night. And Central Arkansas pulled it off with 11 points. 11 points in the fourth quarter of that ball game. Pulled it off. And then Austin P, with just a little bit of time left, got it down there across midfield and a chance to chunk it in the end zone. And uh, last play of the game, as time expired, the pass rush for Central Arkansas came off the edge, disrupted the throw of the quarterback for Austin P. And the ball fluttered short of the goal line, picked off, ball game. Now, they didn't have hardly anybody there (laughs) for that game in Montgomery at Crampton Bowl. I don't know if it's got some other name tagged on there, but long as I can remember, it was always Crampton Bowl there in Montgomery. I played a bunch of high school games in that stadium. And there was nobody there. So, I mean... You know, it's historic to a degree, right? It it is. In fact, I saw on Twitter a little bit ago, JB, somebody from Austin P. I wish I could go back and find who it is. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Austin P. Football, the official Austin P. Football account uh, at GovsFB sent a picture of a box that they are shipping that says, headed your way at CFB Hall. Uh, College Football Hall of Fame. and um, That's the one in Atlanta? Yes. Right? They are sending a football from the game. It has their logo on it. And there's some, there's some other items in there. It looks like maybe it was a... Um, okay, the parking permit from the game, maybe a credential or two from the game, and one of the balls used in the game, and they're sending it to the College Football Hall of Fame. Did you see the first play of the game, by the way? Yes. Incredible. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, we're all geared up. There's no telling. I, I still haven't seen anybody report what the ratings were for the game. But it had to be a phenomenal rating in terms of numbers of people watching it. Everybody on Twitter is talking about it. And just, I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect. Uh, Central Arkansas kicks it off. Uh, the other team gets, I don't know where they got it, on their, if it was on their 25 or what. First play, option to the left, little option pitch, gone. House call. 70-something yards. First play of the game. They snapped the ball, y'all. It had to be the 25 because there was no return because there was 15 minutes still on the clock. They snapped the ball with 15 minutes on the clock. No time expired yet in the ball game. (laughs) Little option pitch to the left and gone. And would you believe? That until late in the fourth quarter, 
That's the only touchdown Austin P had. You'd have thought they blew the doors off this thing. But they didn't, and Central Arkansas came back and watched it. I watched it with great intrigue. Just like I will be watching, really, frankly, if I'm being honest, with greater intrigue this Thursday night. When Southern Miss puts it on a tee and plays football against South Alabama. On your radio right this minute. As you tune in here to hour number three, presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville, John Cox, the longtime play-by-play voice of Southern Miss Sports Sports on the radio, he'll be on the call Thursday night. He's on your radio right now. John, it's Monday of game week. I'm pretty pumped up about it. Are you? I have been. You know, I haven't put the headsets on for real since March the 12th for a baseball game in Montgomery, Alabama, so I cannot wait to slap that headset on and uh, do a do a football game on Thursday night. Do you think um, of the 25% allowable crowd in the stadium, according to the governor, you think we'll get 25% in there? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good crowd. I think, uh, you know, our season ticket holders, our, our students, uh, the, the few South Alabama people, the guy, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a better atmosphere than maybe people think. So uh, mm. I think it'll be a great crowd. I hope we'll have, you know, right around 9,000, something like that, which I think is what the allowable number is. So, so uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a pretty good atmosphere. People are excited for a little football. So I think uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun on Thursday night, Matt. Yeah, John Cox on your radio. Y'all recognize his voice, longtime radio announcer for Southern Miss Sports. John, I was a little surprised. I, I opened up the website I go to a lot. It's called Winsopedia, and it gives you a breakdown of matchups from one team against the other and that kind of thing. And I was going to pull up Southern Miss, South Alabama. I was a little shocked to see they'd never played each other before. No, first time, first time ever. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, we played them so many times in baseball, so many times in basketball and all the other sports. And, in the short time, you know, if they've had a football program, that just hasn't uh, come about. But I think, I think, if I'm not right, there's, there's in the 20s now, there's several uh-huh. matchups home and home between these two. So it's a logical, a logical matchup to uh, rivals in a lot of other sports. So it just makes sense to do it in football. But it's the first one, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get it started on Thursday. But it'll be a lot of fun. John is. Um... Have you kind of looked at and and thought about potentially any? Well, I mean, as long as the game's played, it will be a, a historical ball game. You know, the fact that it will be the the first FBS versus FBS ball game in the country since the pandemic um, came about. That, have you thought about that historical nature of this game happening? Yeah, I have. That, that, it's kind of kind of neat, you know, uh, the way it all sort of. I think at one time in our league, Marshall, East Carolina, were mm-hmm. going to be the first one on a. Uh, I think that would have been this past Saturday, as a matter of fact. But you know, some of those games kind of went by the wayside. But uh, then you started thinking about, hey, you know what? This is going to be the first, you know, Division One FBS uh, FBS matchup mm-hmm. in the college football. So I think that. That'll bring a lot of attention to Southern Miss, a lot of attention to South Alabama, bring a lot of attention to the Rock and the ball game that's uh, you know going to be televised and 
so yeah, it, it's it's going to be neat. It'll be one of those things you'll think back on and say, hey, we were involved in uh, you know in in the crazy year of 2020. The Golden Eagles in South Alabama were the first ones uh, FBS schools to play against each other. So that that's yeah. kind of a neat uh, neat thing, and I think we've all thought about that quite a bit. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, and I wouldn't dare. Uh, try to tell you what to do, John. If it were me, see, what I would try to do with an 8 p.m. kickoff, which basically is bedtime for me, I'd have to adjust it. So I'd, I'd try to sleep late that morning so that I'd be a little more with it late that night as that game's ending. The problem is I'd be so doggone excited, I don't know if I could sleep late, you know? Well, that, yeah, that's me. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm so pumped up for it. Uh, I, I may just sleep in the booth the night before just so I'm there. <laughs> You know, I, I've been up to the radio booth a bunch of times. I was up there a couple of times today. You know, you, you get up there and, you know, you, you're just ready for it. So, like I said, I'm, I'm anxious for it. Uh, it it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully hopefully, it'll end with a Golden Eagle victory that night. Well, and that victory uh, will depend a lot on Jack Abraham. He um, put up even some, some video game-type numbers throwing a ball a year ago throughout the season. I think people that followed him in high school are really not all that surprised about it. What are what are Coach Hobson and the staff saying about Jack coming into this year? Well, you know, this will be Jack's third year for the Golden Eagles, and uh, you know he's he's really talented. What, what a great leader! He's a student of the game. You know, he's learned from some really good people in in, in high school and, and junior college, and uh, he, he's. What I like about him, you know, here's a guy that's been around a lot, but when, at, when I'm, at, I'm at every practice, at the end of practice, he's out there, the old veteran, mm. throwing to those young wide receivers or those new wide receivers. So he knows, Jack Abraham knows what it, what it takes to win. He knows what you got to do. He's been a tremendous leader uh, with this team and the young guys and kind of helping to guide them through uh, this crazy time that we're going through. So uh, I like him. I like everything about Jack. I think he's a smart football guy. He knows how to play the game. He knows what to do to help the team win. And so uh, I'm, he's had two really good years for us. I, I'm convinced this will be his absolute best year for the mm-hmm. Golden Eagles. You know, with that new deal in there now, he theoretically could come back and play a fourth year That's for right. the Golden Eagles next next year. So. Uh, but I love Jack. He's a great player, and I know he'll be ready to go on Thursday night. Well, and that's right. I didn't think about – you know, I haven't even gotten even kind of conditioned mentally to start thinking about all these players. You know, I'm looking at depth charts, previewing teams. I'm seeing one guy's a junior, one guy's a senior. But, you know, John, that's the thing about it. I mean, they may be double seniors and double juniors before it's all over with. You mentioned it. Oh, yeah. And, and I wonder – Yeah. It seems like, you know, for a guy like Jay Hobson, who is, he has one of the better developmental football programs in the country. When you look at the success and the wins, you know, seven wins a year ago, uh, a couple of years ago, they're eight win team. Guys, that could be a huge advantage for him and his program, couldn't it? It really could. It, it really could. You know, I, I, I don't know exactly how, how that's going to work, but, you know, you've got some guys that, particularly maybe a JUCO guy who's come in. And, uh, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes those guys a little while to, to get adjusted to playing uh, D1 football. So, you know, you, those guys could get an extra year. You've got a, a young guy who, who maybe is just not quite ready to play, and, you know, he would get another year. So it, it's going to be kind of neat to see how teams 
around the country approach that. And uh, I know our coaches are looking, uh, you know, you look, you have to. You have to look at that and uh, find out who you might have that can come back and be a part of your team again. So it's, it's going to be a – I know they're thinking a lot about it right now. There's a lot to go before you have to worry about yeah, that. But sure. uh, that's going to be a neat thing if it uh, plays out the way it might do it. John Cox is the voice of Southern Miss football on the radio. Uh, he'll be calling that game Thursday night. Southern Miss hosting South Alabama, 8 p.m. kickoff in Hattiesburg. He's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. So you're going to have uh, Steve Campbell across the way there on the other sideline for South Alabama. John, he's a guy that, you know, people around here are not, you know, strangers to him nor vice versa. Like, we're, we're all familiar with him, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, he's a guy that's. Uh, if you look at his resume, man, he is. Uh, he's he's coached a lot of football and mm-hmm. uh, coached at a lot of really good places. Been a part of some very good football teams and very good coaching staff. So, uh, you know, you know when you play against one of his teams, he'll have them ready. There's no question about that. Uh, he's he's going to. I'm sure is prepared hard for this one. This is a big game, uh, obviously for them as it is with the Golden Eagles. But yes, yeah, Steve's got a tremendous track record. Uh, I know uh, everybody that, that we've ever played where he's been a part of that coaching staff is, has uh, been really, really good football team. So uh, I know we have them ready, and uh, they'll be fired up, and Steve will get them fired up for the for the Golden Eagles on Thursday night. Yeah, team that they're trying to make a jump, just a two-win team a year ago. Got a couple of Mississippi kids on their depth charts. be interesting to see how that goes. John, I'm curious what um, – some of the talk on campus has been like this week at Southern Miss. Well, here it is Monday, but leading up to this week at Southern Miss, in regards to uh, the flow of those 9,000 fans to get them in the stadium, uh, what concessions are or aren't going to be like and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the administration having to really juggle a lot of things to be ready for this, I assume? Well, I think when you talk administration, you know, Jeremy McLean, the athletic director, I think Jeremy's one of the best in the business. And, mm-hmm. and I know he and the, the most of that senior staff around here have just uh, worked countless hours to uh, to get get first the schedule where you'd have 12 football games on the schedule mm-hmm. and seven of them here at the Roberts Stadium at the Rock, but also going all over all those types of things, whether it be parking and who to let into the stadium and, uh, you know, how you're going to get them seated in the stadium to be, you know, socially distanced uh, effectively and things like that. So uh, I'd be lying if I told you all the things that they've got uh, worked out. But I know, and they are in meetings constantly trying to work that out along with the uh, university administration and, and all the folks around the university. So uh, I think I think I got a lot of trust in Jeremy. I think Jeremy will have everything uh, the way it's supposed to be. Uh, and uh, it's going to be fun, and uh, it's going to be safe, I think. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be uh, exciting to be there on Thursday night. Sure. John, I have had this feeling, I, you know, and thought about it. I think it is sort of a natural thought process, given that many people are not able to come to the stadium. But for you, a radio person, a career radio announcer, do you feel like that, Given the situation that a game like this one on Thursday night and some others this season, whether it's listening to the radio or streaming it online, that you could have a bigger audience for those broadcasts than maybe you ever have before. And that's not just Southern Miss. It's everybody, State and Ole Miss and everybody. Do you feel the same way? 
Well, I, you know, I really haven't thought about that, to be honest with you, Matt, but that's 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 probably the case. You know, uh, you got a lot of people who, you know, either can't get in to see the game because of the uh, the, the, the attendance limits, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a Thursday night ball game, and, you know, maybe they've got other stuff going on, but uh, I think that that's probably true. I think a lot of people are dying for some college football, and they're going to be tuned into TV, or they're going to be tuned into the radio, and uh, going to be excited to, uh, even if you know if you're a Golden Eagle fan, obviously you're excited. But even if you're just a fan of college football, I think it's going to be a lot of, a lot of fun to to listen uh, to the game or watch the game on Thursday night. So I could see that, uh, uh, you know, being uh, absolutely correct that people are are dying for sports, they're dying for some college football, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, Southern Miss and South Alabama can give them a good show on the Thursday night here at the Rock. Uh, one last thing, John, in, in looking at the game, strictly on the field, the matchup, Southern Miss, you know, should have the upper hand. Uh, you know, people that are paying attention to this sort of thing, Southern Miss a big favorite, maybe a couple of touchdowns, whatever that is. But outside of Jack Abraham and running the show on offense, do you have a particular guy, a player who you point to that say, okay, this guy is a big key his role is a big key to whether or not they win that ball game on Thursday night. Well, there's probably a few, but I tell you, one guy. If, if I was if I was a fan, I would keep an eye on Kyle Hemby. He's he's our safety okay. third year guy who is really you know one of the leaders of this football team. He'd be one of the guys on defense that I would watch along with uh, a couple of uh, JUCO guys who have joined the team. One's uh, an outside linebacker by the name of Avery Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Out of Iowa Western, and another guy out of Iowa Western is uh, is a defensive end, and that's a Dominic Quaywan. Those guys, I think, are both going to be really, uh, really instrumental uh, for the Golden Eagles this year. Over on offense, besides Jack, you know, Tim Jones is one of the top. I think one of the top receivers in the country. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's caught uh, you know about 140 balls, I think, something like that, in his Golden Eagle career, and uh, so he'll be a key. And then, uh, you know, I think you're going to find some of those guys on the offensive line. Those old offensive linemen make it happen, but there's some old veterans up there for the Golden Eagles like uh, like Arvin Fletcher and guys like uh, Bryce Foxworth and Trace Clopton. Those guys have played a lot of football. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of guys who uh, are going to show up big on Thursday, probably for both ball clubs. So uh, there's a lot of them to watch, but I would say – him be on defense for the Golden Eagles and maybe Tim Jones and uh, some guys like that on the offensive side. Very cool. And and one name that fans are curious about, you think Frank Gore Jr., uh, a, a newcomer, you think he gets some, you know, some playing time? Oh, yeah, definitely. He's, he's going to play. We're gonna, I think you'll see uh, Don Ragsdale, young yeah. guy, uh, Juco guy, you know, from up there in the Jackson area. He's going he's gonna to play quite a bit. Uh, then you got Frank Gore, no question. Frank's going to play. He's been really impressive during the preseason. So, mm. you know, Frank's going to get some playing time. Dee Baker, Kevin Perkins, you'll see a lot of those guys at running back. But no question, Gore, Gore, Ragsdale, and Baker for sure are going to get a lot of uh, action on Thursday night. Sounds like a, a good law firm, Gore, Ragsdale, and Baker, but also <laughs> yeah. a good good running back room as well. John, no question. Uh, really, no question. it's it's great to – to hear your voice, but to be talking with you about a ball game that's about to happen. I really do appreciate it here on this Monday. Matt, always a lot of fun to be with you. Thank you, and uh, we're looking forward to a lot of excitement on Thursday night. Same here. All right, talk soon. Thank you. Thank you.
That's John Cox, longtime play-by-play announcer for Southern Miss on the radio. Long time as in, what, four decades? That's right. Mm-hmm. Been at it a long time. You know, and uh, he does a phenomenal job. You look at the baseball side of it, it's interesting. He at Southern Miss, John Cox at Southern Miss, Jim Ellis at Mississippi State, and David Kellum at Ole Miss. When you look at just baseball, all three of those guys began broadcasting baseball at those respective schools at the same exact time, the same year. And I think we're at 42 years ago now uh, for baseball. And of course, the 42nd got interrupted. Uh, but it's really good to talk to John. So a couple of things I think that if you want to look at it just from an X's and O's perspective, newcomers on defense are about to play an important role for them. A couple of JUCO guys in their front seven, a linebacker and an end. Of course, the safety, Embry is the leader of that unit, and he's back. And he is a good player. Jones, the receiver, is uh, going to be um, an NFL prospect. You know, as far as like high draft pick, I don't know about that, but he's an NFL prospect for sure. And they got Jack Abraham running the show. But has anybody thought about that? The fact that Jack Abraham can play this year, and if he wants to, he can come right on back and play next year and not lose one bit of eligibility for playing this year because of the new NCAA rule. Huge advantage for a program like Southern Miss. I don't know that he'll do it, but he can if he wants to. Stick around. 